Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Buckle up. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Larry Fitzgerald, the great one, joining us. How are you, Fitz? I'm doing great, Jim. Had a really nice holidays with the, with the family. Very enjoyable time and uh, was able to get a chance to watch a couple great games on, on Sunday and, uh, you know, nothing better. You ready to fly? Y'all buckled in? I'm ready to roll, Jimmy. I'm ready to roll. Let's get that out of the way. What do you make of that? Odell Beckham Jr. can't seem to figure out how to how to fasten his seatbelt. Causes all those passengers to have to go back to the gate, deplane, gets off the plane. They send his baggage without him and, and they leave without him because he won't fasten his seatbelt. Well, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of conflicting reports and we don't know exactly what happened. You know, we've all been there tired, you know, on an early morning flight and trying to get some rest. You know, it seemed like it was a big uh, miscommunication on, on both their parts. Unfortunately, you know, this is obviously not the headlines that he was hoping for. You know, you know, him trying to sign with a team here to make a push for the stretch run of, this, of the season. Um, this is definitely not something he he wanted to happen. I, I feel bad for him because he's a, he's a good kid, good man. You know, when you're high profile like that, you know, things just unfortunately seem to find you. So I hope this thing works out and he's able to sign and uh, and do what he's great at. You think it'll have any effect? I, I don't think any team's going to look at this and say this is a problem. I mean, you know, you know the past of Odell Beckham, okay? Mm -hmm. This is a great receiver, a tremendous talent, a world champion, but he's prone to some volatility from time to time. Well, I mean, he's never gotten in any trouble, which which you you know have to look at. You know, volatility he, doesn't mean trouble. Yeah, I mean, he makes head, he makes headlines. He's 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 a a very big personality. He's got a cult like following. You know, he's um, you know, when the kids talk about people they want to be like, they they model their games and you know their hairstyle and uh, the dress after Odell, and you know a lot comes with that. But you know, when he's he's on that field, he's always been productive, and um, I don't think teams are going to look at it and say, hey. We need to stay away from him. I don't think it's anything like that. And where do you think he'll sign? Well, Jim, I, 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 if I were a betting man, I would say the Cowboys right now. Um, you know, he's he understands that the Cowboys are, you know, they're trending in the right direction based on watching them on Thanksgiving. They look like they are, are going to be a very difficult team to, to deal with. And, um, you know, they, they were dominant uh, on Thursday they look like they had it rolling on all, all fronts. And, you know, you, you think you had one more playmaker in Odell to already dominate run game. Dak is playing really well. Defense is playing lights out. I mean, it could only help their causes. Could be the piece to put them over the top. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. Will that put them in the echelon if they're not there already to challenge the Eagles? Because it seems like they're just rolling on all cylinders, 363 yards rushing against the Green Bay Packers and Jalen Hurts. 150 passing, 157 rushing. Uh, wow. That's all you can say is wow. It was really a spectacular performance. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles, they started that game out, you know, jumped on a 13-0 lead really quickly in the first half, uh, first quarter, actually. Um, they established a run game, and that's something that you really like to see teams be able to do after Thanksgiving, playing that type of brand of football. When it starts to get cold and the ball's hard to handle, when you can be dominant like that in the run game, you really limit teams' possessions and take away their opportunities to be effective on offense because you know if they turn the ball over, they got to deal with that run game, where's the defensive line down, slows the pass rush. And so I, I just think the Eagles on the NFC side are cut above the rest, but the Cowboys are right there. Um, I, I feel like they – 
are really, really starting to come together in all the right ways at the right time of the year. Um, but they beat up on the Minnesota Vikings um, a, a week or so ago. I don't think that team that showed up against the Cowboys in terms of the Minnesota Vikings is a team that the Minnesota Vikings are. They didn't play well that game. They were able to bounce back and, and perform at a high level this week. I have to put them in that same conversation. You know, you're talking about the teams in the NFC side and San Francisco. They got a great test against the Miami Dolphins coming up this week. We're going to really see if they're pretenders or contenders, you know, shutting out teams in the second half for a few consecutive weeks. They've really shown that they have a lot, uh, a lot of really – talented players over there and um, i'm excited about this stretch run it's four straight weeks now larry four straight weeks they've shut out their opponents in the second half that's never been done in the nfl <laughs> i know jim i mean it's been fun to watch these guys really get after it they've been uh able to force a lot of turnovers i mean you know what they did to alvin kamara making them fumble two times one in the red zone one in the field i mean it's just a really good job of getting after the quarterback they don't have to bring a lot of pressure they, they their front four is always able to generate a lot of pressure and forces quarterbacks into making really poor decisions down the field i'm, I'm excited about where the 49ers are they, they look like they're having a great time doing it as well so I hear you stacking them up in, in this order, at least if I'm hearing this right. You're saying that the Eagles are one, the Cowboys are two, and San Francisco is three, and then what are the no, all the no, rest, no, no, no. I, I, I say the Eagles are number one. I would put still, in my opinion, I think the Minnesota Vikings are two. I would put the Cowboys three. I would put 49ers four and Giants at five. So how do you, how do you put a team number two that loses a game 40 to three? I mean, Jim, they, they lost the game. It obviously was ugly. But, I mean, the, the, the Vikings have a better record than the Cowboys. I think, personally, you ask me, I, that's just the way I, I see it stacking up right now. I hear that Vikings blood. I, <laughs> I feel that young young boy who grew up in Minnesota uh, became a man, father there, very successful, does a great show on the radio all these years. So I'm hearing that Minnesota and that Vikings blood I think you're no. more of a Viking than you are a Cardinal. No, no, no. I'm still a Cardinal, even though it's it's been a little difficult to be a Cardinal over the last few weeks. But I'm a Cardinal at heart. But I I, I think the Vikings are, are are a really good football team. They they did not play well against the Cowboys. That's that's been documented, well documented. But I I still like their chances. Um, and if you look at their records as well, you know the Cowboys still got to play the Eagles again. They have to play the they have to play the Giants again. They have to play the commanders um, who are playing really, really good football. <laughs> so if you look at if you look at the, the schedule, the strength of schedule, um, I, I think it bodes well for the Vikings. Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. You just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at Bank of slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member. FDIC. Well, you talked about the Cardinals and they fell prey yesterday to the Los Angeles Chargers. And Brandon Staley, who has come into tremendous criticism, who, who in many ways I believe has coached himself out of a job in the National Football League, yesterday it paid off. He went for the two points, final play of the game. Justin Herbert connected and the Cardinals lose. The Chargers win. They keep their season alive. They're six and five. Same thing happens to Jacksonville. They go for two. Good day for the two-point conversion, but a better day for Brandon Staley because had he not converted this based on everything that had happened before, it would be a much, much different paragraph being written today. 
It would be. It would be as a much different situation than you look at the Jacksonville Ravens game. Um, I feel like, you know, the the Jaguars going for that. You think, oh, it's the lonely Jaguars that are going for it on two to try to win. The Chargers are in a much different position. You know, they still have a lot of uh, opportunities ahead of them to, to, to make a late run. Um, this season and get themselves in contention for a wild card position, you know, and so this had a lot more implications, you know, but I, I felt like he felt the momentum was really moving in a the direction. They were able to run down the field and, and score that touchdown and they had the perfect play designed. You know, they ran a, you know, a, a drag route with the, with the glance right behind it. It was a really, really well designed play for a covers. They knew they were most likely getting man. And so you got to tip your hat, you know, he, he took a chance, but I really liked that they had the right play, um, ready for the right coverage. And, um, you know, they were able to execute it and get out of there with a W. You know, it's interesting because if you're just a fan of the game and, and you are, and I am, and, and, and we love what we see and it, it's tremendous entertainment and we have tremendous appreciation and respect for the athletes who go out and perform. But you see Josh McDaniels decides to kick, to go mm-hmm. into overtime. You see Todd Bowles taking zero risks instead of going for two. Yes. Yeah. You see Todd Bowles take no risks. No risk it, no biscuit, and they got no biscuit. And then you see Staley and Peterson, the exact opposite. So so there's fragmenting and differences even in the coaching ranks of how to approach this. It's it's really it's really fascinating. It, it really is to me. And I, I would take more of the approach of the tie bulls way because it's it's like Jim, you're you you play a lot of golf, and I know a lot of our listeners play play golf. You know, you beat a guy or a lady, you know, for 17 holes and they stand on the 18 tee and they say, I, I want to press you. I want Aloha bet. You know, you've, you've played well for, for three and a half hours to put yourself in position to close out that match. Why, why would I allow you in one play, one opportunity to negate everything that I've worked so hard for? Um, you know, I just feel like the margin for error in that situation is so slim. You work so hard to get to this position. Why not kick the field goal? Why not kick the extra point? You get the ball in overtime. And this, at least you have a 50-50 chance of getting the ball, you know, from 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 the coin toss and be able to get it and score, um, you know, a field goal and then force them to have to score a touchdown or score a touchdown. Like, I just think, like, the odds are, are better in your favor, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm a conservative person by nature. And, you know, it worked out two times in the National Football League yesterday. So, you know, that there's uh, there's teams that are willing to lay it all on the line. And um, you got to respect that. I'm Jim Gray. He's Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is Let's Go, and from the tender grilled steaks to decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list, Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse will surpass your expectations by treating you to an extraordinary dining experience. Visit DelFrisco's.com to make your reservations, and we're very thankful and grateful to Tillman Fertitta and everybody at Landry's for continuing to sponsor our program, Larry, they have for years, and Tillman has added to his collection the beautiful Montage Hotel. Uh, down in Newport Beach. Uh, he just became the owner of that. And uh, Tillman, I know you're going to have a guest in Larry Fitzgerald, who's a regular there as always. And uh, we're just we're just so appreciative of all you do to support our program. Yeah, we very, very much appreciate it. And I, that's news to me. I, that's great news to me to hear that he owns the montage now, Jim. I mean, uh, we make sure we can go on. We can go down there and get some meals and, and walk the boardwalk and have a good time. Man, that's a beautiful place. It's got to be one of the best hotels in America, perhaps the world. It, it has to be, Jim. I remember you got me a you got me one of those villas over there uh, for for New Year's one year back in the day, and I appreciate that. It was a very kind gesture. That was even before Mr. Tillman owned it. So you've been supporting that place a long time. 
All right, Larry, let's talk about, uh, we touched on it just briefly, uh, Josh McDaniels. They've now won two games in a row, walk-offs in overtime. And how about Josh Jacobs? I mean, Josh Jacobs accounted for more than 300 yards uh, from scrimmage, two touchdowns, one of only four guys uh, in the Super Bowl era to do that, 229 yards, including that 86-yard touchdown run in overtime. It was a special day, and and the Raiders now have, uh, you know, bounce back to to have a respectable season instead of tanking. You know, we've been back and forth on the Raiders and the decisions and the things that they've done. But, you know, Derek Carr, quite frankly, is really just – he's played better football, Jim. You know, ever since the press conference where, you know, he really kind of laid it on the line, that team has responded. I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. This is something good. Is there one particular person he's talking to? Who is he? Management, coaching. But whoever he was talking to got the message because the team has responded and they were played better defensively. They play better offensively. And when they get in these tight, contested games down the stretch, they found a way to be able to get through and, and have winning performances down. And, and, you know, you have to tip your hat to them. They've done a great job. And this is the National Football League. You know, you see teams that are playing great. And for some reason, the wheels fall off the bus. You see teams that aren't playing good. And then for some reason, they start playing better. And I mean, just the momentum is amazing. And um, that's why I, I think all of us love and appreciate the game so much because you just you just never know, Jim. You just never know. Well, it, it really is interesting if you go back and look at their season, all of these one-score games and, and mm-hmm. a loss in overtime to your Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, never should have lost that game. Uh, Hunter Renfro fumbles twice in overtime, and the second one's picked up, and that's a, a walk-off touchdown for the Cardinals. Uh, mm-hmm. In a game or two or three, they're up by 17 points, mm-hmm. and they lose the game. So you can say you, you flip can say the some same of those, for the, and they're, they're, say- they're a playoff team if you flip a couple of those results. You could say the same for that Kansas City game too. I mean, that was a that was a tough one to lose at Arrowhead, Arrowhead Stadium a few weeks ago. Um, you Two know, point like conversion try. Yeah, I mean, you, you, this is what the games come down to. Um, and you know, when you look at uh, look at the end of the year and you stack them up, you know, there's always a few games you think, man, there's no way we should have won these two games. Like no way. And then there's a couple games that you drop. You're thinking, man. Like we had a field goal here. We had a third down that we dropped. You know, there's always a couple games you can look at and say, man, this just really made or break our, our season. And, um, you know, the Raiders have fortunately been able to have a couple balls bounce in their direction over the last two weeks. And you mentioned that one point win over the Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs, Larry, you don't want to say they're sneaking up on everybody, but all of this focus is on the Eagles. And all of this focus is on the 49ers getting better. Aaron Rodgers struggling and so on and so forth, it's kind of difficult to say, but they're kind of under the radar. The, I, Having won 26 games in a row in yeah. November and December over the past four seasons. I, I would I would agree. I mean, Jim, they, I, I've never seen a team playing as well as they have kind of not being talked about. I think they're talking more so about the failures of, you know, the Ravens in, in, in closing out games or – you know, the inconsistency of Josh Allen over the last few weeks as opposed to the greatness of of, of Mahomes and, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've done nothing but just continue to impress. I mean, yesterday's victory wasn't like their greatest victory of all times, but it's something to be said about not having your A game, not having your fastball and still being able to be good enough to win football games in November. And they've done it at a very, very high clip. And if you look at their schedule, Larry, it's very favorable. I mean, they're going to play against the Bengals. That's going to be a real tough game. And then they'll close out against the Raiders, and we saw what the Raiders and the Chiefs did earlier, so that's going to be a tight game, and it'll be uh, in Las Vegas. But their schedule's very favorable. 
and they play the Broncos twice and they play the Texans. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a schedule that you would say, you know, they, they, they could conceivably win every single one of those games um, and will be favoring every single one of them. Will they, who knows, but they, they definitely should be closing out the season, um, you know, on, on a high mark and, and for all intents and purposes get a first round by and host home field throughout the playoffs. And we'll talk about the Broncos and just how disappointing they have been when we return right here on Let's Go. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. The K Black Friday sale ends today, November 28th, but Cyber Monday is here with can't-miss online exclusive deals. Now through December 7th, shop K and save. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com for details. So much more with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Stay with us on Sirius XM. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast, a SiriusXM podcast. Like Edwin Jackson, the ultimate journeyman, we are hitting the road next week, headed to San Diego for baseball's winter meetings. We're going to be bringing you two episodes a day of in-depth and hopefully entertaining baseball talk. We'll be talking to the biggest names to get answers to the biggest questions, like who will sign Aaron Judge? And will Mike Farah notice that we're using his expense account? Download Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And, after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! Larry, we teased it just before the break. Denver Broncos, really a big disappointment. So much anticipated with new ownership, the Walton Penner Group coming in, brand new quarterback, uh, talk of a new stadium possibly in Denver. They've just been quite atrocious, and Russell Wilson looks looks lost. Well, Jim, I mean, I don't think anybody would have guessed that you know he would have performed the way he's performed. You know, yesterday you finally started to see the cracks in the seams. Yesterday, you know, when the defensive players and the offensive players start having riffs. You know, you can start seeing the things that are kind of festering underneath the surface bubble to the, to the top. And I think we're, we're starting to see that their inability as an offense to be able to produce any points, be able to get things going and, and not to be able to have the leadership that he's displayed over the last 10 years and the success that he's able to have in, in, in Seattle and then be rewarded with a with a large contract and know that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, they're probably, you know, pregnant with that contract for the foreseeable future. And I think we're starting to see the reverberations of the frustration, you know, from his teammates coming out. And, you know, unfortunately, the coach is going to probably take the brunt of it. You know, they always do when you, you know, give a guy a contract uh, of, of that magnitude. But, man, I, I just I'm dumbfounded, Jim. I, I, I can't tell you if I've ever seen anything quite like this uh, where somebody who who has performed at a Hall of Fame level for such a long time to this completely fall off. Uh, of where that performance had been in the past. It's it's, it's, it's tough, Jim. I said earlier, it's just been tough to watch. When you say you haven't seen it, and now you're watching it, you've seen guys' careers crumble, mm-hmm. and you've seen guys bounce back. Mm-hmm. This one looks like it's falling apart. How would you go about retrieving this? 
Well, you know what, Jim? I, I think this is more of a confidence thing. Uh, he just doesn't look like the same Russell Wilson in terms of his body language, his disposition, his charisma. Like, you know, he's got a really infectious personality and he's always upbeat. And he just does not look like that same person right now, Jim. Um, you know, so what I'm hoping is not as this is not a physical thing. I'm hoping this is, is more of a mental that he can work through maybe this offseason and, and get back to, you know, the way he's accustomed to playing, you know, because there seems like there's pop on his throws. He still can zip it. Um, but his ability to escape you know, the pass rush in the pocket and keep his eyes upfield to be able to hit players down when they're in the scramble drill has kind of gone away. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm just really hoping for his sake and the Denver Broncos fan base that this is something that is just mentally bothering him that he can work through. Without knowing any of the particulars, you are in the locker room. You mm-hmm. know what goes on. Mm-hmm. Why has there been a problem back with the Legion of Boom and even offensive players Uh, in Seattle and now seemingly in Denver. Something strikes them differently, it appears from the outside, because they've made it public about Russell Wilson's personality. Well, I mean, I've heard things in Seattle that bother guys. You know, he didn't, you know, spend time in the locker room with the rest of the guys. You know, he had social media team following him around. And, you know, a lot of that stuff, when you hear it initially, you just say, oh, that's people hating. That's people just jealous that they can't they can't have the same things that he has. And it's all fine and dandy is great until you're not winning. Winning covers up a lot of things that you that you just don't even understand and suspect. Um, and, and when Well, it's the great we, line. I don't know who said it. Winning is the great deodorant. It is the great deodorant. And when you stop winning, it gets real stinky, Jim. And it's stank. It's stank in Denver right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's not smelling too pretty for Aaron Rodgers either. You know, it was disclosed that he had the broken thumb, says it's gone on for over half the season. Last night, uh, they take him out of the game. He's concerned after the game that he had a punctured lung. The x-rays showed that that wasn't the case. Now he wants to come back out and play. He's in a kind of a unique circumstance here because they gave him a boatload of money. Uh, The season hasn't gone well. You can see just the whole thing is kind of basically disintegrated. He's not happy with what the management has done. He's made that very obvious, but he elected to stay. He's an amazing talent. We've all been lucky to be able to watch him for this long, long period of time. And and I kind of get sad seeing him in this position, just knowing how great he is uh, and how much of a warrior uh, he he has been and, and, and the talent that he possesses. Having said all that, it kind of feels like it's time to see what, what Mr. Love can do and I'm sure there'll be some conjecture this coming off season about whether or not, in fact, Aaron Rodgers will continue to play football, much like we had last year. I don't think we're at that point, Jim. Uh, you know, Aaron loves to play. He, he enjoys preparation. He enjoys playing at a, at the highest level. I mean, he's the, the reigning MVP of the National Football League. Um, is it going tough for him? Absolutely. Not only has his play not been what it was. Uh, last season, but he's also been going through a lot of different injuries that you mentioned earlier with the ribs and the thumb. And he's got a, he's got a lot of young receivers. But what I have noticed in the last few weeks is those young receivers are starting to mature. They're starting to grow up. They're starting to make plays. They're starting to be some consistency in, in, in their play. 
Um, with, with, with Jones um, at tailback, he can really do a lot of great things f- for you in the passing game and also in the run game. Dylan ran it really tough yesterday in a losing effort. So I, I think they have some young pieces that they can definitely build around Jim. Um, and, and that has to be exciting to him. That it has to be exciting for, that he can groom and really help these young players blossom into what he's expecting them to be. And that will make anybody be uh, be happy about what the future holds, even when you're looking at a, a season that it's not going the way you wanted to can i throw something out here with absolutely absolutely no knowledge of anything yeah and the economy has changed so i'm going to put in that qualifier television spent a lot of money on a lot of folks last year okay a lot of guys did very very well and really happy for all of them would it be possible that somebody throws a boatload of money to aaron Rodgers to either come sit in the studio or broadcast games and he says hmm it's a pretty good opportunity and perhaps this ship has sailed here and I can't win any more championships. And uh, that's not a, that's not too bad of a job. Let me take this while I can. No, I'm pretty sure people will be chomping, chomping at the bit to be able to get Aaron in the studio um, or, you know, doing doing color for games. But I can t- I can I can tell you from from a fact it's not the same. Uh, talking football as it is playing football. It's a big difference. And Aaron has a lot of really good football left in him. This will play itself out, I'm sure. Let's hope that he's okay and we get to enjoy Aaron Rodgers playing for as long as he elects to do so. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by American Express. You know, it's easy to get excited about going to a game. You just love hearing the sound of the whistle and smelling the game day concessions from your seats. That's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know, Amex will be there every step of the way. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. And we can't live without Steve Squarey, the American Express CEO, who is elated about yesterday's results, uh, getting that tough win for the Jets. Uh, Mike White playing good football in the rain. He was very excited about that win, Jim. I, I know he's, uh, he's, he's ear to ear with that smile this morning walking into the office. Well, he's got a lot to smile about. 22 for 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns over Chicago. Looks like uh, Zach Wilson's going to have trouble getting his job back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If he's playing like this, I, I think you might be right. But there's a lot of football left to be played, especially in that division. And our thanks to all the great folks at American Express. Wish them a very happy holiday season, an important season for them. And we appreciate their support of our program. Hey, Fitz, you see the statue of Sean Taylor that was unveiled yesterday uh, at FedEx Field in Washington? I did, Jim. And it was not a... Uh... I don't think it was a great look for the commanders as an organization and uh, Daniel Snyder in general. I mean, Sean Taylor, a great friend of mine, uh, an opponent, played against him twice in college, played against him as a pro. Um, We were in the same draft class, one of the greatest to ever do it. Unfortunately, his life was cut short. um, And uh, I just he he deserves better, Um, you know, and uh, I, I appreciate the gesture, them wanting to honor him. But I wish it would have been done in a in a way that was a little bit more thoroughly thought through, um, you know, because you leave yourself susceptible to, to to people, you know, taking shots. I mean, but just wish you would have honored my boy a little bit better. Well, you got to wonder who looked at that in the organization and said, "This is this is good. This is something that is is a good portrait of a man that we're honoring." It, you know, yeah, if I this think were that- a meal in a restaurant, you would have sent it back, and you would have sent it back a hundred times, and you'd have said, "This is unacceptable." Who looked at this and said, yep, let's put this up. Let's put this on display. 
Yeah, I, Jim, I, I, you know, I think the gesture is something that we have to say. That's that's a really nice gesture, one that is deserving, befitting of the player that Sean Taylor was, but it, it definitely lacked execution. Want to remind everybody, Let's Go with Larry Fitzgerald is brought to you by Brady Brand. You know, Tom has his own apparel line. Check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Go to BradyBrand.com and look good and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. 42 million folks, Fitz, 42 million folks. Watch the Cowboys and the Giants. A record number of people for a regular season game. The NFL just keeps growing in popularity more and more and more. It's really it's really an astounding number when you consider, uh, you know, that's 15% of America. Well, Jim, I mean, football is as healthy as it's ever been. Um, you know, the games are, are so captivating. The athletes are so dynamic with the throws and the catches and the, the coaching decisions. I mean, it's it's a great place. Um, and, and also you have to attribute the quality of the experience at home now, Jim. It's great to be able to go to a game, but in my opinion, Jim, it's almost as good watching it at the house. I mean, with the 4, 4K, 8K, whatever the K is, I mean, it's as if you are in the stadium on top of the players watching exactly what's going on. So the experience is just is second to none. And everybody gets after those folks in television because they don't like the commentary. This guy's against my team. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy flubs, makes a mistake. Well, they're only on the air for three and a half hours talking about something, makes one mistake. Television does an incredible job. Everybody at all of these networks, these technicians, these folks who who, who photograph this, uh, the cinematographers, really, they've made this thing uh, uh, art. And uh, everybody at Fox and NBC, CBS, uh, ESPN, NFL Network, and so forth, we all owe them a debt of gratitude because we get to watch all of this great production and we're sitting in our living rooms. We don't have yeah. to go very far. No, we don't. No, we don't. I agree. You have to tip your head. I mean, because they they're constantly pushing the envelope, making the quality experience at home so much better for the spectators. And, um, you know, I even like watch old highlights of myself. And I'm like, ooh, man, look at the, the quality. That is bad. And then you watch it now. I mean, you can see the sweat on a guy's arms catching passes now. I mean, there's the the. the you know the cameras in the in the pylons, so you can see the see the plays at the at the goal line. I mean, it's just they continue to think of new creative ways to to, to engage the fans, let you know how fast players are running. Uh, it's just it's just an awesome product. Awesome. Did you know you had arrived when what announcer broadcast your game, or what announcer said something about you? Which guy? John Madden. John Madden in the Super Bowl. That was uh, that was the best of the best, and the great John Madden knows your name. That's uh. That's saying something. And it was great to see Coach Madden honored. Thanksgiving and football, Coach Madden last weekend, uh, yeah. it was just terrific. And it was it was such an appropriate thing in the turducken. And, you know, he just loved the game. And yeah. he cared about the people in the game on all levels. Yeah, that is the truth. I mean, the game would not be where it is right now if it wasn't for Coach Madden and his, his sacrifice. I mean, think about all those hundreds – hundreds of miles he drove around that bus from coast to coast to be able to make the game what it is today. I mean, uh, all these young kids that might not have ever watched him coach or never even heard his voice on announcing still are able to play his video game. You know, so what he's done for the game in terms of his growth and his popularity, you have to attribute a lot of that success to him. Were you ever on the bus? 
I did go on the bus. Yeah, I remember going on the bus. I was a kid in Minnesota. They were playing the Dallas Cowboys, and I got a chance to go on, go on the bus. And I can't remember his driver, African American man. You know, invited me. Willie, up. come on, yeah, Willie, 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 Willie and Willie, Dave, Willie, Willie and Willie, Dave. Willie let me come on up on the bus, and I got a chance to walk through and saw the whole setup. It was it was really cool. Got to take several trips on the bus with Willie and Dave, and it was just a great honor knowing Coach Madden and, and to be a buddy of his. I, I was fortunate enough to be able to live at Coach Madden's place at the Dakota for a number of years uh, during my broadcasting years. And uh, one of the great things about Coach Madden is he would have lots of folks gather on Monday nights, and it's a Monday night, so I always think of, uh, of John, and everybody would come over to the Dakota, and uh, we would watch Monday night football and uh, – uh, Go down to Dallas Barbecue down the street on 72nd and Central Park. Uh, it was the building uh, that he lived in. Uh, it was it's it's known for being the place where, unfortunately, uh, John Lennon was assassinated walking in, and uh, Yoko Ono lived uh, directly right across the way from uh, from Coach Madden. But uh, Monday nights, Dallas Barbecue, Ray's Pizza, and Fine and Shapiro those were Madden's three joints. So <laughs> Madden has left such a legacy that he will always be so fondly remembered. Fitz, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Absolutely. I look forward to it as well. Have a great week. That's Larry Fitzgerald. He's our expert. We're lucky to have him, and any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Hertz, USAA, Bank of America, American Express, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Del Frisco's. Let's Go, presented by Hertz, podcast with Larry Fitzgerald, was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.